Greetings, listeners. It's Dr. Dawn. And for the next 30 minutes, I want to impact your opinion about love and money in a modern world, a world in which women have more education, power, and influence than ever before in the history of the world. We are living at the intersection of love and money, but which one will we choose and how will it affect our relationships and the way we love? Thank you for listening to She Makes More Podcast. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Don with She Makes More Podcast. I am so excited. We are season one, already on episode 11. I'm having such a good time um, being able to come and have a safe space to share um, a lot of my experiences during this journey to be an advocate for female breadwinners and relationships that have a woman as the higher earner, helping them stay strong, survive and thrive. And so sadly, today's episode is not a happy place for me. It's a sad place for me. And that's just because it's about divorce. It is about divorce. So when I do becomes I don't, and you happen to be the woman who is the higher earner, you have got to get an understanding of what to expect during that process when uh, the marriage is no more, okay? So um, I interviewed several attorneys to try to find in different states to try to find out what is it like nowadays for women who are higher earners. This was inspired by a friend who went through a divorce as um, she's a physician as well. And she invited me to lunch and she said, you know what? This was after my first book. And said, she said, you know what? You need to write a book about divorce for women who are high earners. And she said, this process has been something I would have never, ever expected. It has been very bewildering. There's not a lot of information out there about this. So I did, once I went through it myself, because at that time I was still married. But once I went through it myself, I definitely understood what she meant. It can feel like the wild, wild west. It can feel like you're just out there floundering and you don't know. You know, a lot of times we make certain assumptions about divorce and what happens in divorce and it's cheaper to keep her and all those sorts of phrases that we toss around. And we have certain assumptions about who's getting what in a divorce and how things are going down, man versus woman and all of that. Well, when she is a higher earner, it completely flips things sideways depending on where you are in the country. Uh, So much of the jurisdictions of where you're getting divorced is going to impact what is the process like for you. That's why if you look at some celebrity marriages and dissolutions of marriage, people will change their zip code. People will move to different states before they get married because marriage is more favorable here versus there based on what their situation is. So I say all that to say, you must educate yourself about this. And I hate to say everybody should know a little something, but here's the way I like to, here's the way I like to describe it. You don't want to wait until you have the flu to know how to treat the flu or to know what to do with 
when you have the flu or to just have some idea of what the flu even is. You don't want to be having the flu and then you're trying to Google, what is the flu? No, you want to already have some sense of what is it all about? How am I supposed to navigate this? How do I come through this the best way possible? Because you never know. Now, I am never an advocate of divorce. Everything that I do is so that female breadwinner relationships can survive and thrive. But I also, having been through a divorce, know that there are times where that's, that is the best option for you. And there are other times where you may not want to divorce, but he does. And it doesn't matter whose idea it was. If you're the higher earner, you're still going to get treated a certain way in the court system versus you being the traditional wife. All right. So we must have a clear understanding of what we're up against so that we don't get blindsided and that we don't make rash decisions without understanding really what we're about to get ourselves into. So that's what this episode is all about. Like I said, I don't love it. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a little bit shorter than the other episode. <laughs> I'm going to send you to my ebook to get more of the details. But so this episode for me is like a vegan doing an episode about bacon. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to preserve love. I'm not trying to give you all the nitty gritty about how to get out of it. So, but I am going to give you what you need because I've, I've rocked with female breadwinners all along the journey. Like I said, I wrote this because I went through it and darn near felt like that divorce was about to ruin me at times. So I want you to understand if you ever had that thought of this marriage is not working, I want you to understand what you may be getting into before you get into it. All right. So the first thing I will say Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. And I say that because sometimes divorce is, it's never, first of all, it's never an easy decision. It's never as a result of one thing that went wrong on the relationship. It's a multitude of things that have built up and built up and built up to the point where you're like, my happiness is no longer with this person. My peace, my happiness is somewhere else and I need to go there. So it's a lot of times built around emotion and very irrational sorts of thinking at times, heated arguments and exchanges and this and that and hurt feelings and you know venomous words and all of this is happening, yelling, screaming, this, this, whatever. It's so much emotion is built into it at times that we can just make like impromptu decisions, rash decisions about things when we need to be more strategic. And you hate to say be strategic, but when you're looking at the amount of financial turmoil or financial impact that a divorce can have for a higher earning woman, you definitely need to strategize. All right. First thing you have to do after you find your attorney, which you should be interviewing several attorneys in your area because you want to see who's a good fit for you. Who do you feel comfortable opening up and talking to? Because you're going to have to be sharing a lot of the inner, um, 
you know, the underside, the soft underbelly of your relationship, you're going to be having to share with that person. So some find somebody who organically feels like a good fit. It's easy for you to talk to them. You feel respected, understood, supported, figure out their schedule. Are they available? Or are they always going to send you to a paralegal because they're, they're so busy? What is their rate? What are their fees for the phone calls for the, this, the, that, whatever. So interview a couple people and don't be afraid to ask around. A lot of times we may not want to ask because that gives people, you know, insight into, oh, you know, something's not right in their marriage, but you can still, you can ask friends to ask on your behalf, right? There's something wrong with that. Uh, make it sort of a, a second or third party sort of a of uh, an ask. Also organizations that you may be a part of, you know, there's probably lots of opinions on different message boards and text streams and Facebook groups and pages and all with large groups where you probably don't know a lot of people personally, and you can just ask without feeling like people know your situation. So either way, find the right attorney that feels like a good fit. And so the first aspect, when I say timing is everything, is the length of your marriage. So marriages that are shorter, more than likely, there's going to be less of a financial um, obligation once you guys go your separate ways, meaning alimony. So child support is going to be regardless. That's going to be until your child or children gets to age 18 or finishes high school, or if you want to make some other arrangement, but generally it's a minimum of age 18. Some go a little bit beyond to say when they finish high school. And if there's anything beyond that, that would be an agreement between the two parties, meaning the husband and the wife. So um, the length of marriage is huge because, and again, so much of this is based on your jurisdiction. What state are you in? What are your state laws? So that's the first thing you're going to talk about with your attorney, because one state, Nevada, may be completely different from Florida, which is completely different from Maryland, which is where I'm from. So know the length of marriage um, guidelines in your state. And so, for instance, if your state says at year 15, that's when the higher earner of the two, regardless of your gender, is going to pay permanent child, uh, permanent alimony. And you guys have been married for 13 and a half years, or you guys have been married for 14 and a half years or 14 and nine months. You're like, uh, I got to hurry up because once I get to 15 years, I want to be having to pay alimony to this man for the rest of his life. Did you hear what I said? You paying alimony to a man is a thing. And if you didn't think it was a thing, well, hunty, let me tell you, it's a thing. Like I said, different states are different, but it's happening because the courts don't have the leeway to say gender has any effect on Who's the higher earner? The higher earner pays the other spouse. So when I say timing is everything, I mean, you better get with that attorney and figure out where you are on that timeline. If you are up against the next notch on that timeline, things need to happen quickly. It sounds bad, but it is what it is. If you've made that decision, you certainly don't want to mill around and wait and, and twiddle your fingers and kick the can down the road. And now you've gotten to 15 years and now financially you have a huge obligation to him for the foreseeable future. You don't want to get to that place. 
if you're already 20, 25 years in, guess what? You probably already hit that mark in most states and you need to know that. Okay. So the length of marriage is huge. When I say timing is everything, get your facts and understand where you are. The second way timing is everything means what is his financial um, health at that particular time? Meaning if he is unemployed, if he just got laid off for the ninth time and that's why you're leaving, you're like, I can't do this anymore. This man can't keep a job and I'm sick of this, this, this. Guess what? If you divorce him where he has no job, you're going to be even more financially liable to him than if you cool your heels off, you wait for him to get another position, get some income in, and you think about waiting and doing it at that time. Strategic. Again, I hate this conversation. (laughs) I hate all of it, but I have to tell you what you need. Wait for him to be in the best financial situation possible before you go this route, because you're going to be the one that has to pay if he has zero income or minimal income. So that's the second way that timing is important. Make him look as viable as possible on paper to this particular judge that has to decide how much you're going to pay or not going to pay. Now, there, of course, are going to be some men who just their manhood, their whatever is not going to they're, they don't even want your money. They don't want your alimony. That That is out there and he may not even want it. It's not even a part of the conversation. And that's beautiful. But there are also men out there who are willing to say, no, I do need some money to help get on my feet now that she's not, you know, carrying the weight and she's not, you know, bringing in that level of income and his whole lifestyle is about to change. So he, he you know, genuinely needs that financial support for whatever period of time. So there are other types of, of alimony time periods of obligation. So, you know, there's permanent and there's other types, you know, that are more temporary to just help somebody get on their feet. There's a beginning and there's an end to the amount of time that you have to pay him. So again, it's a lot of variables, um, but if he if he needs money getting on his feet, you're likely going to be the one that's going to help him get there. The next thing I will say is the next piece of advice, find your documents first. That means regardless of who has been in the position of, you know, financial lead and the budgeting and the bank accounts and the 401ks and everything, get all your documents together organized, know what's what, know the bank accounts and the and the uh, numbers and the codes to this and that. Have it all together nicely organized before you say anything. Because as soon as you say you're thinking about leaving, things have a way of disappearing once people know that this is the route your relationship is about to go. So find your documents first and get organized so that things don't disappear. The next piece of advice is play nice. All right, play nice. It may be hard. You guys may be like, you may be in a place where you just hate each other. You can't stand the thought of him. He's this, 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 and this. Or maybe he's the one that wants to leave. He's, he's you know, got some other chick on the side, very disrespectful. This is just a whole dramatic, you know, uh, 
bold and a beautiful episode is what it feels like your life has turned into with some side chick and that all. I don't care. Be kind, be conciliatory, because as soon as you guys are at each other's throats, you hate each other, you want to kill each other, you're rude, disrespectful, hurtful, this, this, throwing things, keying up cars, burning up shoes in the bathtub. As soon as you're in that place, a very high, very angry, frustrated emotion, every decision that he makes is meant to hurt you. All right. So I don't care what you got to do to keep your emotions together. Be cool, calm, collected, because at the end of the day, you don't want him going into this situation hating you and wanting to hurt you and wanting to get at you and stick you with, stick you however he can. You don't want him to be in that mindset. All right. Because you're going to want, you're going to be the one that feels the brunt of that when he takes, when he uh, is able to take advantage of his rights as not as the being the, the, not the higher earner in the relationship. And again, the courts make certain provisions for people who are not the higher earner. You don't want him coming after you like that. All right. So be nice. The next I will say, again, be aware. Be aware of what you're about to get into. Do your research. Do your due diligence on the slide, on the side. Like I said, I have an ebook. Please snag the ebook, have a look through it. It's going to be a great place to start before you sit in front of an attorney. You're going to know a lot more about this. That way you waste a lot. You use a lot less of their time because every minute you spend with them, you're paying them. You're on the clock for every minute you spend with them. So my ebook gives you a foundation to go in and know something so that you can have a better, more effective conversation with them. But anyway, Know the laws before you just blurt out, I'm leaving. I'm packing my bags. I'll pack your bags and get out of here. I'm so sick of this. This marriage is over. Before you make those emotional outbursts, know what you're getting into first. Okay. Um, it's really, really, really important. And that goes back to the strategy of it, which, like I said, I hate how that sounds. And then the last thing I will mention, I want you to understand. If you decide to take this route, which I hope you don't, I hope that this podcast, I hope that some of my other um, digital products or my live events or whatever it may be, I hope that some of the resources that I have created for you will allow you to maximize your circumstance a little bit better, do things a little bit differently, enhance your relationship help your relationship go from barely surviving to thriving. I would love for you to tap into resources first, but if you decide this is the right decision for you and your family, know that it is absolutely going to be an uphill battle. There's no doubt about that. There are some for whom it runs relatively smoothly, okay? And painless, and it can happen relatively quickly. There are others where, again, a lot of this is based on your state. It can get dragged out for years based on what state you're in, whether that person is agreeable, conciliatory, or they're fighting it every step of the way, whatever. It drags you down. It sucks the life out of you, out of your children. 
It's an awful, awful place to be in and to go through. I don't advise it unless that's the only way for you to find peace, happiness in your life. I can't, I can't advise, um, I can't advise you what is best to do for you. You have to make that choice for yourself. Also understand that financially, this may end up being the lowest place that you've been in your life in a long time. You're going to have to be psychologically and emotionally, mentally prepared to go to that low place. That's not to say that you can't bounce back from that. But again, get your ducks in a row. Understand what you're about to go through. Some people have it worse than others, but just know that there is a potential for it to get really, really bad financially. If you are in a, your career is secure and all that, all right, it'll be bad maybe for a while, but in, in in a few years, maybe you'll get back on track and start to rebuild from there. But more than likely there will be a rebuilding that's going to be needed after this, a major rebuilding um, restructuring in your life and your finances that's going to happen after this. So that is my advice about divorce. When women are the higher earners, it's not what you think. She is cheaper to keep her, all of that stuff. Women are not the ones that always make out like fat cats in a divorce. Sometimes if the woman is a higher earner, that man is making out like a fat cat. Okay. And you got to be prepared for that. So I'm Dr. Don. I am a physician, author, speaker, event host, and I'm so thankful to now be a podcast host. Um, I'm she makes more on all the platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram. My website is shemakesmore.com. My podcast website will be shemakesmorepodcast.com. My live event is an honest conversation between men on a panel who have experience with a woman as a high earner audience full of successful women, beautiful, open, honest conversation. My next city, as of this recording, should be Washington, D.C. when things feel safe after COVID. So I hope that you guys will stay close to my platforms. That way you can be notified when my live event goes back. And I hope to get to see you face to face. So thanks for listening. Next week is episode 12. Um, and that is, we're going to look on the bright side. We're going to brighten this back up. Okay. Cause like I said, I did not like this episode cause I don't like talking about the dissolution of marriage and divorce. My passion is to help marriages stay together. So next episode, we're going to talk about the bright side of being a female breadwinner. So check me out then. And thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.